If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. DFS Today. Welcome to Zumo TV, Channel 719, and this is the Sports Grid TV Network. Thank you for joining us. It's NFL Week 6, and we're here live from the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. So I'm here. I'm your host, Mike Blute. I'm here with Joe Pisapia for Week 6 Action. What's up, Joe? Uh, it's going, Mikey. It's going. How are you this one? I'm good. It's Week 6, and we got London football. we got all sorts of stuff going on today. It's going to be an exciting day, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm excited. So uh, we're going to have the Jets and Dallas kicking off behind us a little bit later today. But certainly, as Joe mentioned, right off the top for you DFS players, keep in mind that we got some buys this week. We uh, Pat- Patriots and Giants played on Thursday night, so obviously you're not going to be able to use any of those. Hopefully you did well in the showdowns. I came this close in showdown to really cashing big. But... Uh, we'll try again today. Um, so Panthers uh, and Bucks are in London, 9.30 Eastern start. We've obviously had a London game last week, but that was your standard 1 o'clock time. And then we have the Bills, Colts, Raiders, and Bears on by. So we're obviously missing some pieces today, and we have to work through a shorter main slate than we have thus far this year. Yeah, we are. We're missing a lot of running backs because of the buys, but we're also missing some running backs as well because of injury. And Todd Gurley's out for today, which means Malcolm Brown, which – We'll see what happens with that. I'll tell you what. I know we're going to talk about the running backs a little bit later on, but I can tell you, Mike, I think it's going to be very chalky. There's going to be a lot of people running out there to put Malcolm Brown in the lineup, but I'm not necessarily sold on their commitment to the run game anyway to begin with. And on top of it, who's to say that Daryl Henderson isn't the guy that's kind of catching balls out of the backfield and might be the more valuable one too. So it might be something you want to limit your exposure to because I feel like already there's a very strong narrative this morning for it. Plus they haven't really run well this this year at all. So it's not just about 
about Todd Gurley or Malcolm Brown. It's about the fact that they haven't really done well on the ground this year. They're clearly missing some of the pieces from the offensive line last year. Gurley has been underwhelming, I think, to say the least. And now we are running Malcolm Brown out there against a front seven like the Niners, which to me doesn't necessarily look at that kind of value of starting running back is always going to be somebody that you're going to look at in your lineups. But I don't know that he should be quite as chalky as people are making him out to be. So um, we'll get into that a little bit later, as Joe said, when we cover the running backs in the next segment. But for now, let's focus on some of those games where we think a lot of points will be scored. Right now, I think the game that everybody's looking at from really entertainment value and DFS value is uh, the Houston Texans going into Kansas City. So it's Deshaun Watson, Pat Mahomes matching up today. It is. This is all the stars that you want in one football game. This is going to be the game you want to watch. It should be very fun, but it's going to have an absolute huge amount uh, of ownership, and, and rightfully so, because you've got guys like Watson and Mahomes playing quarterback. Whenever you have that, there's a huge opportunity for points, but I don't necessarily think it is the highest scoring game on the board. I think there's opportunity with this uh, game with Arizona-Atlanta, two teams that play zero defense at all (laughs) going against each other uh, with two quarterbacks who are very capable of scoring fantasy points. So for me, Mike, I look at this matchup and I say, yeah, it would be good to probably make sure you cover your bases there with some Texans and some Chiefs. But at the same time, there's some other games like the Baltimore game, I think, actually, with Cincinnati has some opportunity. But specifically Atlanta and Arizona with that lack of defense and that poor secondary in Atlanta. I think that one's going to stay close, and I think it's going to be high scoring as well. But look, it's not going to surprise anybody if uh, the Chiefs game goes over 50, especially with Tyree Kill looking like a game-time decision for this one. Sure. So interestingly, uh, this is our the, the sheet that I hold up each and every week. If you happen to be in the area and you can get over to the FanDuel Sportsbook in New Jersey, pick one of these up. It's an overview of Gabe Morency's best bets, and Gabe will be on with me later today on Pro Football Today. And then it's also a sort of a, an overview of what the best betting model picks are on DailyRoto.com. So <clears throat> they have currently, as a five-star under, the Chiefs and Texans game as a, as a five-star bet to the under right now that with that sitting at 55. It's now come down to 54, so it may move to a four-and-a-half-star bet. But in general, they don't expect it to be quite as high-scoring as you might have thought. And I think part of that is because of the reason that you mentioned. Tyreek Hill is questionable. They're running Byron, Byron Pringle out there. Sammy Watkins is banged up. We watched Mahomes hump, uh, stumble around last week after he had a couple of ankle issues. He's probably not 100% if anybody is at this point of the year. I think that's maybe part of the reason why, to your point and to Daily Roto's point, maybe temper expectations slightly. Maybe. Also, you get Damian Williams back in this game, too. Yeah. So that's another addition they haven't played with in a while. So that's something to keep in mind. But I'll tell you what. You know, we've seen time and time again when you have these big expectations for these games that have huge totals, huge quarterbacks, big stars. And sometimes they're a letdown. Not all the time, but sometimes they are. And I think in this case, this is a big game here for the Chiefs because two weeks ago, they barely eked out a victory against the Lions. Then they went at home in a what seemed like an easy W for them, and they came up with an L. So this is a really important game for the Chiefs. So the Chiefs really are, I don't want to say must-win situation here, but you don't want to lose back-to-back games, let alone back-to-back games at home. That's not a good look. And I know everyone's a little worried about Patrick Mahomes and, oh, my goodness, he's only had one touchdown the last couple games. But don't worry about that. It'll all right itself, I'm sure. Plus, Travis Kelsey could really stand to have a big Travis Kelsey game. And I think Tyreek Hill being back in that lineup, 
go a long way for that. Yeah, Travis Kelsey certainly projects as one of the top values on the board today. So uh, let's get into the other games, as Joe said. So Atlanta, Arizona, right now that total. Right now the Houston KC total sits at 54. That Atlanta, Arizona total currently sitting at 52, so the second highest total. Matt Ryan, 300 yards every week. He's a lock. Obviously, uh, they've thrown, he's thrown a bunch of picks, but he's been better the last couple of weeks. The problem with this team is, is defense. It hasn't been offense at all. We're, Calvin Ridley, we don't obviously like him to be a little bit more consistent, but Julio's been good. They can't run the ball, so they're just throwing constantly. Right. And look, we talked about Calvin Ridley last week. We liked him. He'd return investment. Yeah. He was, he's probably a good play this week as well. Yeah. I look at this game, Mike, and everything you said is correct. You're, you're talking about two defenses that really don't have the personnel. It's not even a matter of effort with the, with the Falcons. I think it's a matter of both sometimes, and that's why I love this game so much from DFS perspective because you get in on both sides, and I think these teams are just going to continue to hammer each other and go back and forth, and that's what you want. So as bad as it is on the defensive side, that's how good it could potentially be on the offensive side. So give me all of this, and I know we kind of talked earlier about the Rams too, but we didn't mention enough about the 49ers. Not only is Kyle Juszczyk out for the next couple of weeks, but they're losing not one but two starting tackles. So if you have a lot of shares or you're really excited off of that Cleveland Browns game where the 49ers ran amok, you might want to temper those expectations just a bit today. Yeah, so uh, Mike McGlinchey and Joe Staley both out today. Uh, so tough blow for the Niners, potentially for the Niners running game. So uh, one other game to mention, other game stacks, which we'll keep talking about these all throughout. Ravens, obviously, just Ravens on their own. A pretty good match up here today going up against the Bengals, who really haven't been able to stop anybody. Ah, uh, yes, but, but Andy Dalton, especially if you're only playing in the early slate, I think Andy Dalton is a great early slate quarterback. And Tyler Boyd, a guy who's gotten double digit targets in every single game but one this year so I would really take a look at Tyler Boyd I think he's a must start today as well yeah um how about in that Niners Rams game we'll get into Malcolm Brown in a little bit um but anybody else stand out to you as like a must start in that it's game? Cooper Cup it's Cooper Cup because I think that what you've seen in this offense is he's almost become like that Julian Edelman but he's got more touchdown upside he is Definitely that guy that they rely on to move the chains. And I definitely think he's that guy with Gurley out. They're going to rely on even more heavily in the red zone today. Yeah, so he is absolutely golf safety blanket. I think it's shown to be the case. Golf at home, baby. When he went out last year. They, they did struggle a little bit more. And now it comes back in. You can see he puts up big numbers. So we're going to come back live from the FanDuel Sportsbook on the grid and talk about running backs. It's Mike and Joe. It's week six in the NFL. DFS today. We'll be right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to DFS Today, live from the FanDuel Sportsbook. Thanks for getting on the grid with us, Zumo Channel 719. For those of you listening, thank you for listening on TuneIn Radio, on iHeartRadio, and the Fantasy Sports Radio app. If you're trying to find us on Twitter, f- feel free to do so at FNTSY Radio, at SportsGrid. Joe is at Joe Pisa, PS17, that's P-I-S-A-P-I-A, and I'm at Mike Blewett. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, running backs, we talked about Malcolm Brown a little bit earlier, but really let's talk about some of the guys that are maybe at the top of the board as far as pricing is concerned, but we still like their matchups, and we'll start with Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I love Dalvin Cook this week because everybody's looking at the stats about, oh, the Eagles' defense against the run. And yes, the Eagles' defense against the run on paper has been very good, Mike. They've been excellent. But how many great offenses have they played? How many great running backs have they played? So I think those numbers are just slightly inflated. So believe it or not, Dalvin Cook is a contrarian play today. Based on that 8,200 on FanDuel because ownership will be down because people look at the matchups and sometimes overreact. Dalvin Cook also very active in the passing game. So it's not like he can't get you points in more than one way. So I love Dalvin Cook this week. Uh, I even love it as a tournament play because I do believe this is one of the few guys out there that can get you 30 points in a tournament. 
and I think that the ownership will be very low because of the matchup, and I think there's an overreaction right now to that matchup right now. Yeah, how about uh, other side of that game? Anybody you're, you're interested in, in looking at on the Eagles' uh, side? It's been a, a difficult team to read. Carson Wentz has played very efficiently through the first four or five weeks of this season, but anybody line up, they, they got a lot of injuries too. Still dealing, Still dealing with two corners down. Deshaun Jackson's still Jackson's out. out. Yeah, look, I, I think that you can always count on Zach Ertz. That's the one guy in that offense you know you can rely on for sure. But when I'm looking at the rest of this Eagles team, I think Minnesota's a tough place to play, so I'm kind of fading the Eagles. And on the other side of it, too, we saw Kirk Cousins come away with a little bit of confidence last week. And you hope that that carries over. You hope that against the Eagles' secondary, which is not very good, mind you, you would hope that Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen can continue some of that positivity that they had last week in this very building we are sitting in right now. So we'll see if that carries over. I'm cautiously optimistic that it will, but I think Dalvin Cook is the one piece that you really want. Yeah, I, I, I'm always going to feel better about Thielen just because of his role in the offense. I think Diggs is always a guy that you can throw in a tournament, but to load up your tournament lineups without him having any proven – uh, chemistry with Cousins this year, I think is probably... Well, I, but again, the, I think the, the key word is this year. Yeah. It's not like last year the guy didn't catch 10 huh. touchdowns. I mean, right. we got, we got to kind of shake that off a little bit. And, and would it surprise you if Stephon Diggs had a better day in fantasy than Adam Thielen? It no, wouldn't surprise I, yeah. me. No, I, I think that's why you're always willing to take a couple of shots with a guy, especially yeah. as, the price, come, yeah. not as the price starts to come down. Uh, you take advantage of guys that are that talented. All right, keep going through running backs. We've got Leonard Fournette today. Tough matchup for uh, both teams. I'm really interested in this game, probably more than any other on the slate, because you got Minshew against Bridgewater here and Fournette uh, coming off uh, a couple of good games here. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Leonard Fournette's been tremendous this year, especially the last couple games, especially in terms of volume and in terms of how much he's actually getting some work in the passing game too, which I think something that a lot of people were kind of concerned about, the upside of that. But so far, we've seen that this year. So I think that's the big positive. And I'll tell you what, Mike, when you look at last week, we were all over that Teddy Bridgewater game. We talked about him at length. We talked about Michael Thomas. This one, I think, is going to be a little bit difficult for them. And it's not just because, you know, you say, oh, Jalen Ramsey's out. Why is it difficult? It's difficult because I think whenever you travel, whenever you go on the road, that Saints offense historically has been a little bit trickier. But that makes me like Alvin Kamara all the more. Alvin Kamara has had basically one big Alvin Kamara game this year. But if you dig in deeper to the game logs, the volume's been there. So volume is king. That's what we're looking for. That's what we want. And it's very easy on FanDuel to get Kamara and Dalvin Cook both in this week because of some of the value on that board. And I absolutely love Kamara's opportunities in this one. So Fournette is certainly in play, but don't sleep on Alvin Kamara as well just because he's high-priced and he hasn't had a lot of those games. I think he gets relied on very heavily in this one today. Okay, so... Sam Darnold is now finally back for the Jets, and we can talk about him if we want in the quarterback section, but how does that impact Le'Veon Bell to you? Well, it's a positive. Uh, Can it get worse? No. I don't think it could get worse, Mike, but I'll say this. I think that you're going to look for them to start moving the change. I think it certainly pops Le'Veon Bell a little bit more. However... I don't know if it's enough to really get involved with him in DFS. Now, look, if you want to say the ownership's going to be super low, okay. The volume's still going to be there. But how is Sam Darnold going to play after missing a couple weeks? We don't know all that. So there's a lot of unknown, which makes it, I would say, maybe a multi-entry tournament playing. 
but I don't think a single entry one for me for Le'Veon Bell this week. Not this week, not with this matchup. They're still dealing with offensive line issues as well, so yeah, it's not like Darnold's 100%. coming back to fix that. How about uh, Nick Chubb? Uh, clearly, the Browns not coming off of their best performance of the year, their worst performance no. of the year by far, but does Nick Chubb get right today against, um, you know, in a pretty big matchup? This Browns-Seattle game is, is huge. I think people are going to be fading the Browns a lot, having seen what they saw on Monday night, offensive line issues and the like, but I think the Browns might have a little bit of a bounce back here. Is Nick Chubb part of that? He has to be part of it, Mike. He has to be if they're going to bounce back. But I'll tell you what, I'm just not sold on the Browns right now. I think the confidence is at an all-time low, and you're in a spot where how many times are you going to have your back against the ropes? How many times are you going to have to play the comeback kid before that well runs dry? And I'm a little concerned about that. Now what I'm not concerned, especially after last week what we saw on Monday night, is that uh, that Seahawks running game basically taking it to the Browns? Yeah. Because Chris Carson, I think, is in line for a huge day. We're talking twenty carry kind of a day in this one, and I think that's something that you want to keep in mind in terms of a return on investment. I actually think Chris Carson's a better return on investment for his price than Nick Chubb is, especially when you're talking about the upside of the Dalvin Cooks and Kamaras, who I would rather pivot to in that scenario than Chubb, based off of the play of Baker Mayfield and that offensive line of the Cleveland Browns. We talked about Lev Bell in this game. That's going to happen behind us at uh, 425. How about the flip side of that? Zeke Elliott, can he run all over the Jets today? He can and he should. If they were smart, they would get back to, in a very hardcore way, Mike, running the football. They should get back to that. You know, it's great that Amari Cooper's had a lot of stats. It's great that Dak Prescott's had some big moments this year. But the last two games, the biggest stat is the L. And they've gotten two of those back-to-back. And I think you go back to playing some defense. This is a good matchup for them against the Jets. And I think you go back to running the football with Ezekiel Elliott. And something that he hasn't done, which is... Catching the football a little bit, too. I mean, Michael Gallup's kind of eaten into that, what we saw last year of that that uh, reception total for Ezekiel Elliott. That's kind of taken a backtrack, but you kind of want to get back to that. You want to get him out there in space. You want to get him running downhill, and I think that's the plan uh, against the Jets, and there's going to be plenty of opportunity for it, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the other game that we had talked about, uh, Atlanta, Arizona. So a little bit of a complication here in that David Johnson's been banged up. There's talk of him potentially some game-time decisions going on, although it seems like he's likely to play. Now, we saw some value out of Chase Edmonds last week. Do you continue to find value in Chase Edmonds, even with other pieces of the offense coming back into it? Can you utilize Chase Edmonds in a flex at a low value to try to return some points for you? Well, there's also that potential, Mike, for what if David Johnson comes out of this game? And I think that's a realistic potential. Uh, Yes, he is going to play today. Yes, that's a positive. Yes, it's a good matchup. But I think you still want to limit your exposure. I think in some ways it's a positive because of the injury. You say, well, a lot of people won't be on this, so you take a shot. Again, it's a multi-entry kind of situation for tournaments only. I would not do it in cash. I would not do it in single-entry tournaments. But multi-entry, you're looking for a little bit of strange and the right kind of strange, and DJ is that. And Edmonds might be that too, especially in the flex play. Even last week, I think it was 6 for 68 on the ground, had a couple catches too for Edmonds. So certainly opportunity has presented itself to Chase Edmonds, and he's made the most of it when it has. And it would not shock me just from a game plan and a game situation flow that they would involve Edmonds a little bit too just to take a little pressure off DJ and realize that Arizona actually has been competitive in a few games. They could have more W's than they have, and I think this is a real winnable game for them this week. How about Philip Lindsay? He hasn't been talked about much because Denver's been down. 
But Philip Lindsay has produced uh, pretty consistently, and Royce Freeman has been banged up as well, leading Lindsay to see even more touches. Yeah, and I, I, look, Lindsay's been terrific. This is another contrarian type play too, uh, because you'll get the matchup and you're a little kind of concerned about it. But Lindsay has been everything you wanted. Royce Freeman's still getting his, but it's not been enough to stop Philip Lindsay. And Lindsay, two of the last three games, has had very good returns on investment in terms of price across the board on all the sites. And real quick, going back to that Malcolm Brown conversation too, even. With with Todd Gurley this year, the Rams are ranked 24th overall in rushing attempts. Yeah. So no matter how much you like Malcolm Brown this week, keep in mind the volume might not be there enough to justify even the low cost. And right. I think that's the thing to keep in mind. Right. I, I think that's important to note. We have some games where you think there might be a lot of points to be scored. I don't know. This Niners-Rams game is really interesting. The Niners might be taking um, a step up in the division. Along and Kittle's with the a little banged up, too. That's Questions right. of whether he could finish this game. That's right. So we'll come back. We'll talk wide receivers. It's Mike and Joe on the grid, live from the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, if you want to be the next Daily Fantasy millionaire, dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. So compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com optimizer and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK, D-U-N-K. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com backslash dunk. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. I'll tell you that uh, DailyRoto.com considered to be the best in the business across all sports, certainly in NBA. If you're going to play DFS, you need to be on there. So, uh, all right, uh, again, we're live on Zumo Channel 719, live from the FanDuel Sportsbook. I appreciate you joining us today uh, there and on TuneIn and iHeart and everywhere else. So let's go to the wide receiver position. And we're going to start with the game that we've talked about at the top, and that's DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins coming in uh, off of a week where Will Fuller was the absolute star of fantasy football uh, across the board, whether you yep. played seasonal or you were ha- having prop bets. And certainly for this show, in DFS, Will Fuller puts up a 50-burger, and DeAndre Hopkins is sort of uh, in the background. Is today uh, the week to raise in the foreground? I thought it was last week. Yeah. I was hoping it would be last week. You would imagine against the Chiefs, Mike, that this is another opportunity for that. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to go out on the on the very, very short limb because it's not a, a very long limb to say DeAndre Hopkins will be great. But it's been frustrating this year. There's no doubt about it, especially for season-long owners. But that's the nice thing about I'm not that campus. worried, though, are you? I'm not worried at all because he's healthy yeah. and the talent's there. Uh, the bigger problem has been the offensive line. So the biggest number you take out of last week was zero. Zero sacks for Deshaun Watson. If they can hold that number then there's no way that DeAndre Hopkins isn't eventually going to have some huge days. And against the Chiefs this week, this is a great opportunity for him to do that. So I'm okay with paying up this week for DeAndre Hopkins. And it might even actually travel in tournaments too because I think there's such a negativity right now on Hopkins based on the underwhelming performances that eventually you go, okay, well, you know, I'm just out. I'm out on him. So I think enough people will be out that you should be probably in on him this week. Got it. So you mentioned Cooper Cup at the top of the show. You expect him to have big numbers today uh, in this game against the Niners, but we got to make sure that Goff stays up. Uh, Goff stays upright too, because the Niners' pass rush showed how they can wreak havoc against somebody like they did on Cleveland uh, against Cleveland yeah. on Monday night. Well, and they absolutely can. They're very capable of that. Uh, at the same time, Jared Goff has great numbers at home in his career, so you want to rely on that a little bit. We talked just in the last segment about how they rank 24th in running the football in terms of attempts, and that's with Todd Gurley, one of the theoretical best running backs on the planet. But, Mike, I, I can't get off a of Cooper Cup. I know Cooks is back in this game, too, so that's something to keep in mind. But Woods is terrific. 
Cooks is terrific. It's Cooper Cup that seems to be the guy right now in terms of focal point of offense. And I think when you're talking about that good pass rush of the 49ers, Cooper Cup kind of falls into that narrative because the guy playing out of the slot is the guy you're going to look for first. The guy's probably open first. The guy probably it's harder to play press coverage or he's going to have matchups against linebackers, which is a complete and utter mismatch for Cooper Cup. Love the upside today. Love the touchdown upside for him as well, especially with Todd Gurley out. So the other game that we talked about from the top was Atlanta. At Arizona, we got Julio Jones and Larry Fitzgerald, both oh, in good situations. Calvin Ridley, too. Throw them all in there. Throw everybody in there. Christian Kirk is going to be out for this one. And I'll tell you, Mike, it's hard not to love Larry Fitzgerald. With a team like the Falcons that can't tackle anybody and a guy like Larry Fitzgerald who loves to break tackles, this is exactly what you want. He's just 5,600. How can you not get excited about him as a lineup builder? I think the receptions will be there, especially with Kirk out. So just fire up all those shares of Larry Fitzgerald. I think that's a guy that you can have in a ton of lineups today. And Julio is another one of those guys. If you don't feel comfortable with Hopkins, Julio certainly plays today, too. Another guy that is a matchup nightmare, especially for that Arizona secondary, which is not very good either. So we mentioned David Johnson as somebody that you want a little piece of, but you can't feel too confident because he's banged up. What if he doesn't finish the game? We have another guy in Marquise Brown with a great matchup against Cincinnati. However, he is in a scenario where he's banged up. He's still, we're not sure if he's going to play, but if he's out there, you like him in this matchup. Yeah, but I'm a little concerned. If we're getting to the point where it's a legitimate game-time decision, my concern with that becomes, well, how healthy is he going to be even if he does play? And he can go. Or how many does he come off the field? Does he re-aggravate something? And that's a big concern, which means it's not something you can get involved with in cash because you can't take a zero in cash games if something like that happens. But it does, in deeper tournaments and deeper situations, make somebody like Willie Sneed potentially more... Uh, likable this week in terms of what he has potentially in terms of flow. And I'll tell you what, in this game, it's still for me, it's Tyler Boyd. That's the guy that I can't get off. Auden Tate is a nice play too, but Tyler Boyd, it's all about the volume. It's all about the targets, and he's getting so many targets. I tell you, I prefer him more than any other player in this game, period. He's the one guy that I would take out of it, and that even goes for Lamar Jackson as much as I like him this week. Yeah, just to make a pivot back, Cincinnati's not done a good job of really stopping anything. They haven't no. stopped the run either. Uh, is is Mark Ingram a guy that you would consider in this game as well? Or oh, absolutely. You, really, yeah. you, gotta, you always consider Mark Ingram because he has touchdown upside. Sure. And that's the thing about Ingram. You know, People going into this year, Mike, they were not in love with Mark Ingram. They were tired of it. They thought he was getting cast away. No, he wasn't getting cast away. He's got plenty of football left. A lot of people were talking about, is Justice Hill going to kind of eat into those carries? No, nobody's eating into the carries. It's Mark Ingram, it's Lamar Jackson, and it's Mark Andrews. That's been the Ravens' offense, and it will continue to be the Ravens' offense all year. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. So uh, let's go to another game. We talked about Cleveland and Seattle being a big matchup. Odell Beckham and Tyler Lockett. Odell has been extremely disappointing, obviously, in consecutive games. He has a total, grand total of four catches for 47 yards. And Tyler Lockett may be the catch of the year last week, previous Thursday. So they've had a long rest here. But uh, can Odell break out of his funk, and does Tyler Lockett keep the chains moving? He can, but this is another one of those situations where you want to play him very specifically. You play him in... Multi-entry tournaments. I don't think it's a single tournament play because I think if he has another one of these one or two catch games, it sinks you. I don't think it's a cash game play. But if you're playing, let's say, the Million Maker or, or any other big-time tournament, 
that has multi-entry in it. I think that you can do the Odell Beckham share or two because of the price and because of the upside. The upside's always there for Odell Beckham. The upside's always there for him to have uh, a big day. But Baker Mayfield and that offensive line has been incredibly bad so far to start the year. And how much faith do you want to put in that? How much do you want to make a commitment to that? Whereas the other side, which you ask about Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett's been outstanding. Tyler Lockett's been consistent. And I'll tell you what, even DK Metcalf in this game, as a tournament play when you're looking for a little bit of a lineup builder, especially on a full-point PPR, I think there's some upside there too. He doesn't get nearly the amount of volume that Tyler Lockett has. But in this game, I do think that the Browns will compete at least. At least I'm hoping that they will. And that means DK Metcalf will probably be in play as well. Yeah, so, okay, so a few other wide receivers to talk about. Um, you know, Michael Thomas, uh, obviously, is consistently somebody that's uh, going to be in lineups, probably a little bit more of a tournament play today than maybe a standard cash game play, but Michael Thomas, always somebody to look at. Uh, we talked about DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, still an opportunity there. Casey doesn't do a great job of stopping the pass, and while I don't necessarily suggest that you chase points by going after Will Fuller's great week last week, Clearly, he's healthy now, and he can be a part of this offense as well. It is. And, again, that's not a cash game play. Uh, we got we got to reiterate that to people. You can't count on Will Fuller to catch four touchdowns every week. It's not going to happen. Okay? Now, we could historically count on Will Fuller to catch a touchdown, yeah. and that's what makes him a really good pairing with Watson in tournaments as opposed to cash. So in the cash games, you want to go up to Hopkins, and the tournaments going to Fuller. It's a really good pivot in that term. Uh, and looking across the board, too, I think that when you're talking about some of these games, and especially that one, if Tyreek Hill should play in this one, I think that's a fascinating play in tournaments this week as well yeah. in GPP because we all know he does not have to touch the football 10 times to be fantasy relevant. Tyreek Hill has to touch the football one time to be that. And if he's on the field, not only does it help Travis Kelsey, but it helps Patrick Mahomes. And I think that's a guy that, again, not in cash, but in tournaments, you should keep an eye on if you're willing to play that game and have somebody else you like in that similar sort of price range that you can have a lineup with him in it, have a lineup with Odell. I think they're in that same kind of range. That's an intriguing play this week because a lot of people will be the, I'm going to wait and see and what happens with Tyreek Hill rather than get in it right away. And why not get in it right away? If he's back, go out there, play it. Especially if you're playing multiple lineups. Just take your shots now. Uh, Obviously, when he comes back to full health, everybody's going to be on him. So just take the... Right. Depression Next, in ownership If he now. has three catches with a touchdown and 100 yards, which is very Tyreek Hill of him yeah. to do, what do you think that price is going to be next week? Yeah, it's it's gonna gonna the price is going to skyrocket and the ownership is going to be 40%. Right. This is your So <laughs> this is your only chance to get in on him at, at a low percentage. Um, one other guy who's throwing his name, his hat in the ring for fantasy MVP is DJ Shark. So uh, DJ Shark going up against the Saints today, obviously. Uh, tough secondary there, but uh, does Chark have a better matchup than, say, D.D. Westbrook? Well, if Eli Apple's on him, he's got a better matchup. Yeah. The, the question is, will Marshawn Lattimore move around and shadow him? So far, it seems as though that's not going to be the case, and if that's not going to be the case, that means D.J. Shark is going to be a problem. Now, could that change in-game? If D.J. Shark catches a couple balls and they just force Lattimore to just go to the other side with him, that could very well happen. If it does, that's going to hinder D.J. Shark in this game. However, I think you still like the price, and I think for the price, even if he just says that one moment early in the game, you really like where he's at in terms of return on investment with the touchdown upside this guy's been giving you. I mean, he's performed like a top 10 wide receiver. Why wouldn't you want him? And uh, Gardner Minshew finally back at home, too, which is nice. I mean, a couple of tough road games in a row. He's played very well there. There's no reason not to be confident in Minshew's ability, and DJ's been his guy.
Last name, we mentioned Tyree Kill. We've uh, sort of danced around the Chiefs a little bit. What about Byron Pringle if, say, Hill doesn't go? Uh, you know, I, I think I still like Nicole Hardman more. <laughs> but I, I just, at this point, anybody can be a stud, right, yeah. uh, in, in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes at any given moment. But I think if Tyree Kill is not there, you would probably just use the pairing with Kelsey and then fade away from the rest because it's just too much unknown, and that's unfortunate. I'll tell you what, you could even do the Damian Williams pairing because I think it's going to be like a 55-45 kind of split with him and McCoy, so you might get lucky there. Got it. And keep, he said, Joe said earlier, Christian Kirk out, Keyshawn Johnson from Arizona, maybe a little bit of a dart throw? Yeah, I think a lineup builder on full point PPR. Got it. Okay. So that's it for wide receivers. We're going to come back. We'll do QBs, we'll do tight ends, and we'll do defenses. It's on DFS Today live at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Thanks for watching on Zumo and listening on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Mike and Joe will be right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Grid. And I want to tell you about Fantasy Draft. It's the only rake-free daily fantasy site. They're bringing the heat again with a $500,000 rake-free contest. It's the Hooter main event. So this is the largest and only rake-free contest of its kind you will find for NFL Week 6. And remember, only on Fantasy Draft are 100% of entry fees paid to contest winners. So sign up at FantasyDraft.com with referral code DAILYROTO. And you'll get a free seven-day free trial membership. That's FantasyDraft.com. Referral code DAILYROTO for your free seven-day trial membership. So thanks again uh, for joining us on the grid. And we're going to get to QBs right now. So obviously, each and every week, Joe, we're talking about QBs. And uh, you can kind of run the wheel uh, on them and, and pick a lot of different combinations when it comes to who you're going to use uh, on today's lineups. Obviously, Lamar Jackson jumps out today. Because he's playing against the Cincinnati Bengals, they haven't been able to stop anybody. Yeah, Lamar Jackson certainly would always pop out there. And, you know, you look at the passing totals so far, been very good for him this year. You look at uh, the rushing totals and showing up to, I think it's 70 in the last one. So, look, Lamar Jackson, always a good play. I think this week with the quarterbacks, because there's all that Mahomes and Watson discussion there, very high up on that board if you want to just pay a little bit less in cash games for a quarterback. Lamar Jackson fits perfectly within that bill. And in terms of pairing, I think it's always going to be Mark Andrews. I think that's the way to do it. And if you want to pivot off that pairing, I think the other one is to stick him with Mark Ingram and make sure you're getting some touchdowns there because I'm sure Lamar Jackson has the potential to run for one. And I'm sure at some point Mark Ingram is going to have the potential to, to run for one too. And if you expect this game to go into the mid-20s for the Ravens, which I think both of us do in this matchup against the Bengals, then you want to have the shares of those touchdowns. So Andrews, Ingram, Lamar Jackson, that's the trio of guys you want to kind of play around with. But Lamar Jackson is certainly a little bit more cost-effective this week in cash games in terms of quarterback play with those two guys at the top really getting all of the hype and all of the helium, as well they should. Yeah, and Pat Mahomes, obviously, uh, today is going to be a top option here. They're one of the t- It's the highest total on the board, currently sits at 54. Mahomes, you want to pair with Kelsey, correct? I think Watt- so still. Watt- uh, but unless if you get good clearance on Hill, yeah. then I think you can do it. I Got think it. that's the way you'd look at it. Got it. And how about uh, Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson in there? We talked about DeAndre Hopkins. We talked about Fuller. Are you going to take different stabs, build different lineups with Watson? Yeah, I think that you do with – I think you take Fuller in the tournaments, and I think that's the way you want to play him there with Watson. That's the pairing. And in terms of the cash game pairing, I think that's going to be DeAndre Hopkins then. I think that's the very simple way of looking at it. The one carries over. The Hopkins will carry over that pairing into GPP, whereas the Fuller one does not carry into cash. And the reason being, we all know DeAndre Hopkins has that big-time upside. He could throw up a 30 spot with Watson any given time. So that's why that one carries over. Plus, when you add in the negativity surrounding how bad he's been, or should I say disappointing at the very least this year, 
that helps also in GPP for Hopkins ownership. I got it. So the other game that we've talked about a few times this morning, Atlanta, Arizona, expect points to be scored there. Totals over 50. Matt Ryan, 300 yards every week. Kyler Murray, not far behind him. Oh, I love Kyler Murray this week. All the heat's going to be on Matt Ryan, as it should be. He's been outstanding. They've thrown the football a ton. But to me, when I'm looking at this one, Kyler Murray is the better return on investment. And the reason why is because of his legs, because he does that ability to not only throw the football and these guys can have a lot of major run-after-catch potential against this very, very porous Atlanta Falcons secondary and the linebacking core. I mean, let's like, let's be honest. It looks like they're playing flag football out there most of the time. So what do you want to do? You want to get out there. You want to get all these shares of the Larry Fitzgeralds. If you want to dance a little bit with Edmonds and or David Johnson, I'm fine with that too. But Kyler Murray's going to be that guy today that I think is going to run amok, and everybody's going to be looking at Matt Ryan, which is fine in cash, but in tournaments, I think Kyler Murray is one of the best quarterback returns you could possibly throw out there. We've talked about a bunch of the pieces in the Rams offense, but we haven't really focused on Goff just yet. Given their inability to run the ball effectively thus far, you're a little tepid on Malcolm Brown, even at that lower price. Do you think it's a Goff day? I think Goff at home is always a Goff day, especially with all those receivers, especially with Gurley out. Yeah, you have to love Goff. You have to love what the numbers tell you on Goff. And the 49ers have played great, but... They haven't had a real test. I think this is a real test this week. Let's see what the 49ers are really made of. And I think that they are a very good defensive team. I think they are a team that can run the football. They're also a team that has significant injuries on the offensive line. And I think they have had turnover issues, let's put it mildly, in the early go of the season. So when you add all that in, that's a lot of opportunity for Jared Goff. And I'll tell you what, they played great against Seattle uh, last week. They should have won that football game. They did not win that football game. This is a must-win for the Rams, whereas for the 49ers, it's more of a test. I think the team with desperation will play desperate today, even with Gurley out. I love Jared Goff today. I think that's another fine play. If tournaments or cash, you can get away with him. Back-to-back tough losses for the Rams, to Joe's point. That uh, game at home where Tampa just lit uh, lit up their defense and then a few days later, a heartbreaker on a a missed uh, field goal. As great as Russell Wilson was, and that was the story of that game. And he has been. I mean, let's be honest. True, but Sterling missing that field goal changed the narrative after that game. And of all the guys to miss it, too, the one guy you feel. It's him and Justin Tucker you feel good about when those guys miss field goals. What's the world coming to? Right. So uh, we mentioned Travis Kelsey enough times to tell you that he is by far projected to be the top tight end on the main slate. Again, the main slate missing the Bills, Colts, Raiders, and Bears, missing the uh, Patriots, who played the other night, as well as the Giants. And then this morning's game, 9.30, it's about, keep in mind, we tape this between 8 and 9 Eastern. Some of you may be seeing it a little bit later. So it starts about 45 minutes from right now, from the live taping of this show. Uh, And we're going to not have Christian McCaffrey in there, and you won't have some other pieces like Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. So we're, we're really searching for options that we didn't have to in weeks past. But you liked Mark Andrews. You've said that a number of times. George Kittle, obviously we're dealing with an injury here where it's likely that he plays, but even Adam Schefter has reported early this morning that they're not quite sure if he can finish the game. And that does not give me a warm and fuzzy feeling, Mike. I I don't like that at all, not for the cost. It makes me want to pivot to guys like Austin Hooper, who's had extreme volume. We talked about Julio 
uh, all game, but you know, we, a little show, I should say, rather. But we should really talk a little bit more about Austin Hooper and how good he's been. He's been one of these tight ends that's kind of flown under the radar, whether it be half point PPR, or full point formats, it doesn't matter. Hooper's been there. He has big upside in this game here against the Cardinals. He's an alternative pairing with Matt Ryan. If you don't want to pay up for Julio, I think it's a really smart way to get involved in this game with Matt Ryan. And then you could play Fitzgerald, then you could play Hooper, and then you can pay up for a lot of those other big Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara type names. That's the way you want to construct lineups this week. And the other guy is Will Disley, yeah. who has happened to be a very solid play. Um, you look at his opportunity against Cleveland today. We talked about DK Metcalf. Why not Disley too? I think when you're looking at tight end, it's been so bad that you can pay up, but so far paying up has not always worked out. I think you want to stay in that mid-range with Disley and Hooper, get your productivity, lock it in at a decent cost, and then spend elsewhere. I think that's the best approach this week. Yeah, look, I think we've been waiting on Hooper for a couple of years. It's never been about the talent. It's just the amount of footballs that there are to go around to the other talented people there, whether it was Freeman or Jones or Ridley or others. And now we're seeing the fact that they're throwing the ball so much has really helped Hooper probably more than anybody else in that offense. Absolutely has. And I'll tell you what, to go back to the quarterbacks for a second too, if you are isolating that one o'clock slate, I want to want to drive this home. Some people like to play the early slates or the late slates and go through. If you're isolating, I really want to put Andy Dalton in play. I know it's not pretty. I know you don't look at it and go, oh, it was really thrilling. But he's going to have to throw. He's going to have to throw the football. He's going to have to throw the football. He's going to throw it to Tyler Boyd. So you want to pair them up probably most likely. But with all these quarterbacks getting so much attention, with Mahomes and Watson and Lamar Jackson and, he, and some of these other guys, if you're just playing that 1 o'clock slate, I think Dalton is very much in play in this one for sure. And I'll tell you what, Gardner Minshew is in play as well. I know the Saints have had some good numbers, but on the road, they're a little bit different of a team. You can throw. You can make big plays against that defense. So don't sleep on Gardner Minshew either. That's another one of these lower-cost quarterbacks that I think is a great fade from the top. There's a very responsible fade. And finally getting him back at home I think really helps, as does Fournette. Yeah. I agree. Uh, that Baltimore-Cincinnati game, the more I think about it, the more it's ripe for a, a game stack of some sort. Oh, absolutely. Get yeah. in get Ingram, in there. Ingram, Lamar, Andrews, come back the other Tyler way with Boyd. Boyd. You can flip-flop with Dalton to get a I little bit I wish we of... could get involved with Joe Mixon. I, I'm waiting for that Mixon breakout game. I don't I'm think sure everybody out day, there though. is, too. I don't think it's that day either. But the thing we have to keep in mind is that Ravens defense is not what it used to be. So the Ravens defense, once upon a time, was a story defense. It had Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. Then it had C.J. Mosley and Terrell Suggs. All those guys are gone. Therefore, you look at some of the stats this year in the first two games, you go, oh, my God, they're so good. They're so good. Yeah, they were playing inferior opponents. Since they've been playing some better opponents, you can score on the Ravens. And Cincinnati will score on the Ravens today. They're probably not going to get a W, but it doesn't matter. All you care about is the points, and points will be had for sure. So one game that we haven't talked about as we transition over to defense, one game that we haven't talked about is the tank game. Some people call it the toilet bowl. <laughs> the, the race to the bottom. It's a must-lose for the Dolphins. Washington against the Miami Dolphins. And right now on DailyRoto.com, Washington's defense ranks out at a pretty good value. <laughs> they obviously have the ability to rush the passer some. There's decent pieces on that defense. But with Miami having such a bad offensive line, is this the week that you can actually drop down and use Washington's defense? Only 4200 on Fandle. I get it. I get the narrative. I can't get there. I just, I can't do it. My biggest fear is when you look at the lines in this game and all the lines against the Dolphins this year have been, what, 22, 19, yeah. all of those weird lines, like that incredibly huge lines. This week it's three. 
So what does that tell you about how bad the Redskins are, too? And it's in Miami. If this one was in Washington, yeah, I could get behind that narrative a little bit more. But you got to travel, new coach, a lot of changeover. I know they want to commit to running the football. That's great. Uh, doesn't make me want to run out and start Adrian Peterson hitting DFS. But I just can't get there. I think this is going to be hot this week. I think a lot of people are going to be on it. And if Miami wins this football game and plays better, which they have been playing better, not great, but better, this is like the one you could circle this as the most winnable game on their season. And they know it. The players know that. So for me, I think this is a huge trap. I'm going to stay away from it. I understand why it's popular. It's just not going to be popular with me. So Joe basically saying the Dolphins are the acorn that becomes the giant oak. We're just getting started. Well, what are they, I mean, <laughs> we're just building here. 0-16 is tough. Like, there, it's it's hard it's to hard go 0-16. There's hard. some teams that have done it. They're doing their best. They're doing their best. But I don't, I mean, the, <laughs> Washington is such a disaster. Now, the fact they're going back to Case Keenum in this game certainly does help. And I'll tell you what, the one guy we And a new coach who probably could conceivably give them a shot in the arm. It could. And the one piece we didn't discuss, we probably should, is Terry McLaren. With yeah. McLaren back in there healthy with Case Keenum, that's a guy that you could also fire up from a lineup perspective, a lineup builder, a guy that's a good salary, especially on the DK side of things. On FanDuel, you could play him too because he has the touchdown upside. But in those first couple games of the year, we're talking like a 15-point player every week at minimum yeah. with Case Keenum. And the fact that he's back here against the Dolphins, he's got a fantastic cornerback matchup. I think it's he's playing the 81st-ranked corner. Uh, this week, so you gotta love that. Let's throw a couple of more defenses. You got Dallas coming up here, uh, coming up here behind us at 4:25, right here at the Meadowlands at MetLife Stadium. They're going up against uh, Sam Darnold and what has been a, a very difficult offensive line to gain any protection for any of the quarterbacks. You have New Orleans going up against Minshew. They obviously have shown an ability to shut some teams down to an extent. Baltimore going up against Andy Dalton. Even if Andy Dalton puts up yards, maybe throws a couple of picks in there. Maybe they're turning the ball over. Anybody else that you're interested in? I'm interested in the Vikings. I mean, the Vikings at home are a really tough out. And I'm looking at them, and I, I look at the Eagles, and I see them down uh, Deshaun Jackson. I see Alshon Jeffrey having a long day with Xavier Woods. So, for me, I think this is a team that can stop the run. I think it's a team that can look for some turnovers and maybe some big plays on special teams. And, uh, look, it's not a knock on Carson Wentz, but it's really just a matter of it's tough to play in Minnesota. And we're looking for returns on investment. I think they're responsible one this week. Yeah, I, I think Philly... I still think Philly's a talented team, but with these injuries and some of the losses that they have, they're they're going through a rough patch in their schedule right now. So that's it for us today on DFS Today. Thanks for watching. You're going to see me later on Pro Football Today, and Joe's coming up on Roto Experts in the morning. So thanks for watching live on the grid. It's week six. Good luck out there, everybody. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No, I missed. Here's what you missed on DFS Today. No, I missed. Don't sleep on Alvin Kamara as well. Just because he's high-priced and he hasn't had a lot of those games, I think he gets relied on very heavily in this one today. Okay, so Sam Darnold is now finally back for the Jets, and we can talk about him if we want in the quarterback section, but how does that impact Le'Veon Bell to you? Well, it's a positive. Uh, can it get worse? No. I don't think it could get worse, Mike, but... I'll say this. I think that you're going to look for them to start moving the change. I think it certainly pops Le'Veon Bell a little bit more. However, I don't know if it's enough to really get involved with him in DFS. Now, look, if you want to say the ownership's going to be super low, okay. The volume's still going to be there. But how is Sam Darnold going to play after missing a couple of weeks? We don't know all that. So there's a lot of unknown, which makes it, I would say, maybe a multi-entry tournament playing. But I don't think a single-entry one for me for Le'Veon Bell this week. Not this week, not with this matchup. They're still dealing with offensive line issues as well. So yeah, it's not like Darnold's 100%. coming back to fix that. How about uh, Nick Chubb? Uh, clearly, the Browns not coming off of their best performance of the year, their worst performance no. of the year by far. But does Nick Chubb get right today against, um, you know, in a pretty big matchup? This Browns-Seattle game is, is huge. 
huge. I think people are going to be fading the Browns a lot, having seen what they saw on Monday night, offensive line issues and the like. But uh, I think the Browns might have a little bit of a bounce back here. Is Nick Chubb part of that? He has to be part of it, Mike. He has to be if they're going to bounce back. But I'll tell you what, I'm just not sold on the Browns right now. I think the confidence is at an all-time low, and you're in a spot where how many times are you going to have your back against the ropes? How many times are you going to have to play the comeback kid before that well runs dry? And I'm a little concerned about that. Now, what I'm not concerned, especially after last week, what we saw on Monday night, is that uh, that Seahawks running game basically taking it to the Browns. Yeah. Because Chris Carson, I think, is in line for a huge day. We're talking 20 carry kind of a day in this one, and I think that's something that you want to keep in mind. In terms of a return on investment, I actually think Chris Carson's a better return on investment for his price than Nick Chubb is, especially when you're talking about the upside of the Dalvin Cooks and Kamaras, who I would rather pivot to in that scenario than Chubb, based off of the play of Baker Mayfield and that offensive line of the Cleveland Browns. We talked about Lev Bell in this game. That's going to happen behind us at uh, four. 25. How about the flip side of that? Zeke Elliott, can he run all over the Jets today? He can and he should. If they were smart, they would get back to in a very hardcore way, Mike, running the football. They should get back to that. You know, it's great that Amari Cooper's had a lot of stats. It's great that Dak Prescott's had some big moments this year. But the last two games, the biggest stat is the L. Yeah. And they've gotten two of those back-to-back. And I think you go back to playing some defense. This is a good matchup for them against the Jets. And I think you go back to running the football with Ezekiel Elliott. And something that he hasn't done, which is catching the football a little bit, too. I mean, Michael Gallup's kind of eaten into that. What we saw last year of that that uh, reception total for Ezekiel Elliott, that's kind of taken a backtrack. But... You kind of want to get back to that. You want to get him out there in space. You want to get him running downhill. And I think that's the plan uh, against the Jets. And there's going to be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics. Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.